Jamer and Tatu. Hello and welcome to Celtic Roots Radio, coming to you today from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Celtic, folk, folk rock, Appalachian, bluegrass, Scottish, Irish, Breton, Cajun. If it's Celtic or Roots music you like, you'll find it here on Celtic Roots Radio. took a stroll down the old long walk one day I, I, I met a little girl and we stopped to talk on a fine soft day I, and I ask you friend what's a fella to do cause her hair was black and her eyes were blue and I knew right then I was in for a world around the salt
Hey there, what about you? Back again on our Celtic Roots radio show. I'm Rem McCulloch in Belfast. With more great new Celtic songs and tunes, plus a wee bit of crack from yours truly. We started the show off with the well-known Galway Girl from my friends the Elders in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. And with more great music to come. And our show this week is sponsored by my new non-fiction book from Precious Oil Publications, Oh What Rapture. Is the secret rapture going to spare believers from the tribulation to come? If you thought believers were soon going to be lifted out of a worsening world situation, be prepared to meet an exciting challenge head on. You can buy the paperback edition from Amazon stores worldwide, or get the Kindle edition now for the cost of a cup of coffee. More info on the website, preciousoil.com. Please check out our Celtic Roots Cafe community where you'll find information about our artists and bands, music videos, photos, forum posts and a blog. Just click the cafe button on our main website, CelticRootsRadio.com. And if you like the crack on our shows, you can read it again at your leisure on our Celtic Roots Crack blog. Find it on the podcast page at CelticRootsRadio.com. And now you can also read it on Mark Gunn's Celtic Music Magazine. And we've received more comments on the show. Sue Wemmett, from Rochester, New York, USA. Contacted us via our Facebook page. Many thanks, Live 365 Radio and Celtic Roots Radio. Stephen Britt from Texas gave us a five-star review on iTunes USA. I've really enjoyed listening to all the great music from around the globe, including some from my area, and the crack is top-notch storytelling. I've also recently read some of Raymond's written work and found it just as fulfilling. My only complaint is that it's not released often enough. Keep up the great work, sir. De Rafael Engel from Brazil also gave us a five-star review on iTunes Brazil entitled Great. Hello, friends. I'm Brazilian, and I want to congratulate you folks. I love Celtic music, and I've been searching for a radio of this kind of music. Thanks for keeping this. Well, thanks again to Sue, Stephen, and De Rafael. Stephen, you might be interested in my new book, Oh What Raptor, just out. Keep listening, all of you. And as Sue mentioned there, once you've downloaded all our podcast shows, you can always tune in to our 24-7 station on Live 365 for even more music, crack from myself, and shows from Mark Gunn and others. Find it on our radio page at CelticRootsRadio.com. Please keep in touch with us through email, Facebook message, Twitter, or our cafe site. We now have 73 ratings on the US iTunes store and five five-star ratings in Canada, lots of reviews in the USA and several other countries, but we always appreciate a new review of the show. I just discovered another one from July on iTunes Germany, which I'll have to get translated for you. So please drop us a wee email to let us know in case we miss it. While you're on iTunes, just enter Raymond McCulloch into the search box to find all of our other podcasts. This is Sarah Burnell from Ontario, Canada, with a tune called Mum's Jigs.
the band Rush Springs from Oklahoma, USA, and a song called Chasing That Green Light. I just learned something the other day that took me a bit by surprise. Apparently, quite a number of people in East Belfast, usually referred to as Loyalist East Belfast, are taking a course in the Irish language. Now to those of you who live in far-off places, that may not seem such a strange thing. After all, it is our own language, is it not? But if you've ever spent any length of time in this part of the world, you would soon learn that such a thing has been unheard of for decades. Part of the reason for that was that Protestants swallowed the propaganda that claimed the Irish language for the Republican movement. Obviously then it was something that loyalists should avoid like the plague. So it's a great sign of normalisation that ordinary people from East Belfast should not only be learning Irish, but that no one is voicing any objection to this. The truth, of course, is that for many years the Irish language was kept alive mainly by Presbyterians and other Protestant intellectuals, clergymen mostly. The first book in any Gaelic language was published in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1564, a translation of John Knox's book Liturgy. The first book in Irish to be printed in Ireland was a Protestant catechism using Gaelic script. Irish was spoken by the majority, even in the north of Ireland, up until 1800 or so. When Queen Victoria came to visit Belfast after Cork and Dublin in August 1849 during the Irish famine, one of the things she noted in her diary was that most of the banners she saw contained the Irish motto, Cade Mila Fulcher, a hundred thousand welcomes. Though Belfast was a completely unionist-governed town at that time, nobody felt they were not also Irish. The British government prohibited the teaching of Irish in schools, and strangely enough, the Roman Catholic Church discouraged the learning of Irish in their national schools until about 1890, seeing it as backward and learning English as the way to better yourself, especially in the British Empire and in America. 
Even the reformer Daniel O'Connell and other Irish political leaders saw Irish as a backward language. When I was young, I left me all my cameras and my family. I took a job upon the boats because they said it's manly. Hey! I sailed the sea, I sailed the lakes, I sailed the whole world over. I'm mighty glad I am the lad they called the Benzie Rover. And we're listening to Benzie Rover from a band called Song of the Lakes from Michigan, USA. I took a job upon the boat with Captain Jim Johansson. Hey! I sailed the sea, I sailed the lakes, I sailed the whole world over. I'm mighty glad I am the lad they call the Benzie Rover. Well, I had a girl in kneeling down in Green Bay and Chicago. I promised that I'd marry them just one day from tomorrow. Hey! I sailed the sea, I sailed the lakes, I sailed the whole world over. I'm mighty glad. Try 
you got the brains So give it all that you can I hope to see you one day in the green You got your mom, you got your dad So give them all of your love Little man, you know you're strong, it's alright That was Irish duo Murray and Falconeau from Galway in Ireland and Song for a Little Man. The family itself had removed many native Irish speakers either by death or immigration and it was left to Protestant clergymen to instigate moves to preserve and restore the language. Douglas Hyde, the son of a Church of Ireland rector, founded the Gaelic League in 1893 to preserve the Irish language. A branch was formed in Belfast in 1895. Speaking in New York in 1905, he said, The Irish language, thank God, is neither Protestant nor Catholic. It's neither a Unionist nor a Separatist. At that time, there was also a revival of interest in Gaelic sports, and the Abbey Theatre was launched in Dublin, which performed plays about Ireland, though still written in English. Well-known writers such as W.B. Yeats, J.M. Singh, Sean O'Casey and Lady Gregory were involved in this. Their writing utilised Hiberno-English, a version of English spoken in Ireland which used many idioms from the Irish language. Many of those who came to govern a new free state after independence from England were influenced by the Gaelic League. Unfortunately, it was infiltrated by members of the Irish Republican Brotherhood and developed radical nationalist aims, with the result that in 1915 Douglas Hyde resigned as president in protest. From then on, the Irish language became more and more a symbol of the Republican movement and Presbyterians took less interest in the language because of this. The new Irish government continued to use English for all official business, although government employees had to have a qualification in Irish to apply for a position, though they never had to speak it after they were employed. Irish was made a compulsory subject in schools. To become a teacher, you had to have an Irish qualification, though again, all teaching was done in English. In Northern Ireland, the Unionist government discouraged the learning of Irish and the number of Irish speakers declined greatly. The last native Irish speaker here, from Rathlin Island in County Antrim, died in 1983. Since the Good Friday Agreement was signed in 1998, Irish was given official recognition and many of the new integrated schools teach the language. Six families established a gale tucked in West Belfast back in the 60s and now there are many Irish language primary schools in Northern Ireland and at least four secondary schools. 
The enthusiasm for learning Irish among working-class Protestants in East Belfast is a very new departure, and it'll be interesting to see how that develops. And we're listening to Wendy Stewart from New Brunswick, Canada. This tune's had a lot of votes from our Live 365 listeners. It's called The Kennebecasis River Lament. Gerard Smith, another artist from Michigan, USA, with the ghost of the Irish Brigade. And this is a song in Irish Gaelic from Ken O'Malley in California, and Eamon and Knock. Watch yourselves now, Slant. I will forever 
Remember, you can find out more information about the artists and songs played on the show on our website, 
at CelticRootsRadio.com. And if you're an independent artist and you'd like to hear your music played on this show, again, you'll find details on our website. That's CelticRootsRadio.com. Tune in again next week to Celtic Roots Radio. I'm Raymond McCulloch, coming to you from Ireland. Slán agus banajia.